baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. They hate our country. They hate it, I think, with a passion. Sadly, this is not the first, nor will it be the last time we hear disgusting, bigoted language from the president. Just when you think things can't get any more toxic, something like this happens. This is not new. This is not different from his whole approach to politics over and over and over again. He comes back to racial divisions. Donald Trump has already kind of burned the house down as far as his own popularity. He can't burn it down again. Well, it's 16 months to the election. So if they're tired now, they're going to be really tired. (laughs) How true that is. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. I'll say this. It kind of sucks to be me right now, running a news talk organization at a time when America is navigating its way through perhaps one of its most toxic periods in history. It ain't easy. There are radical activists on both the far left and far right working to advance their causes and seemingly willing to say and do anything to do so, leaving the rest of us, the majority of us, in the middle lane wondering how it's all going to end. My present thinking is to let those two extremes, their fuses, burn right down, then hope a more productive narrative can emerge. We can wish. For now, the facts as they unfold. Four Democratic congresswomen of color are renewing calls to impeach President Donald Trump after he said they should go back to their crime-infested countries, even though they're U.S. citizens. They've condemned the Republican president for what they call xenophobic, bigoted remarks, and they say he attacks them personally because he can't defend his policies. Trump referred to them Tuesday in a tweet as the radical left. They hate our country. They hate it, I think, with a passion. The president saying the congresswomen, all women of color, originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe adding, why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? But all four congresswomen are American citizens, three born in the United States in Cincinnati, Detroit, New York City. Only Representative Ilan Omar was born outside the U.S. She came when she was 12 years old as a refugee from Somalia. Today, the president denied his tweets were racist. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country... If you're not happy here, you can leave. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. Among those who love it, white supremacists. One prominent website today saying, this is the kind of white nationalism we elected him for. Does it concern you that many people saw that tweet as racist and that uh, white nationalist groups are finding common cause with you on that point? It doesn't concern me because many people agree with me. The four congresswomen at the center of the controversy showing a united front. This is the agenda of white nationalists. Whether it is happening in chat rooms or it's happening on national TV, and now it's reached the White House garden. 
Sadly, this is not the first, nor will it be the last time we hear disgusting, bigoted language from the president. We know this is who he is. We don't leave the things that we love. And when we love this country, what that means is that we propose the solutions to fix it. President Trump has a history of race baiting. He spent years championing the false birther conspiracy theory that President Obama was actually born in Kenya. He launched his presidential campaign calling Mexicans rapists. And there was this response to those neo-Nazi protests in Charlottesville two years ago. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. So far, only a handful of Republicans coming forward to denounce the president's tweets. The president is uh, had a tweet storm against the four women who he sees as leading the Democratic Party now, including Ilhan Omar and uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And so he has. And political contributor Alex Castellanos is trying to navigate it all as best he can. And he has said, look, uh, why don't you, uh, if you don't like America, why don't you go back to the countries you came from? Well, three of these four women were born in the United States. And uh, uh, it's, it's an assumption that because perhaps they're women of color, that they're quite not as American as, as someone else. So now the president is defending charges of racism. Well, it seems to have kind of escalated the uh already toxic atmosphere in Washington. Wouldn't you agree? It sure has. And just when you think things can't get any more toxic, something like this happens. But this is not only something that may end up helping Donald Trump with his base. It may actually help him with swing voters to get into a fistfight with what is now known as the squad. They have a name, these four socialist, radical left women who seem to be leading the Democratic Party. Axios just did a survey of a thousand swing voters, not regular voters, but those treasured swing voters in the middle, and asked them about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Seventy-four percent knew who she was. Only 22 percent had anything favorable to say about her. They asked about Ilhan Omar, another member of the squad. Over half the swing voters knew her. Only 9% had something favorable to say. And when, when they asked these swing voters about socialism, 69% said, uh-uh, not for us. So Donald Trump is making the face of the Democratic Party women who are even less popular than Nancy Pelosi with swing voters. That's a win for him. Well, the they might not be popular with swing voters, and the president obviously realizes that, but... Uh, should the next poll be asking if swing voters think that they should get out of the country? Because that seems to be the the real crux of it, isn't it? That's what he's charging. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump has already kind of burned the house down as far as his own popularity. He can't burn it down again. He's He's about rock bottom, and it's hard for him to become more popular with those swing voters. So his strategy is to, okay, let's let's make our adversary less popular than even I am with those swing voters. And guess what? With with this kind of issue, it seems to work. Have Republicans, do you think, been noticeably silent on this? Yes. Uh, a few have backed away from the president on this. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa, Purple State, uh, has said uh, she can't support the president on this. But a lot of Republicans are sticking with the president, one, because they, they know they can't anger his base, but two, they see that this would actually work with swing voters. It's, an, it's a 
different way of saying America, love it or leave it. If you want, to, if you think America should hand out thousand dollar paychecks for not working like democratic candidates for president do if you think that uh, illegal aliens should be able to come here and get free health care that's a very different america that's your choice uh and that's not the american that donald trump wants to see do you really think this is moving the needle at all though at the end of the day i mean chances are if you thought the president was xenophobic or racist uh, you're not going to be swayed by just one tweet you already thought that you already thought that. There's very little flexibility left in the middle, as polarized as the country is. But yes, uh, there are a lot of swing voters who are personally embarrassed by Donald Trump, who think that personally he is a florable human being. But when they see the choice for the country, uh, you know, we'll take away the private health insurance of 150 million Americans who have it now and give free health care to illegal aliens. We'll open up our borders. We'll, uh, we'll have a Green New Deal that will cost trillions and dramatically change our life. When they see that, you know, elections aren't always about candidates. Sometimes they're about us, the voters ourselves, and which direction we want to go. And they're seeing two radically different directions. Donald Trump with an economy that's working, though he may not be the kind of guy you want your daughter to date, and some Democrats who have a very radically different view of America. All right, Alex, what's up with the resolution that's going to be voted on in the House today? I mean, it's empty, right, at the end of the day? It, it's it's uh, another exercise in, in symbolism in Washington, a way for... Democrats, I think, to assuage their base and say, see, we are standing up to Donald Trump, which is what the Democratic base wants to see. Now, meanwhile, are they doing anything on the border? Are they uh, the crisis of these children there who are separated from their families, the facilities that are swamped? We have 100,000 people coming to this country illegally every month, and we have there's no room at the inn for them. And instead of voting to do something about this, guess what? They're passing fairly symbolic resolutions. That's why Americans are sick of Washington, frankly, in both political parties. President Trump is hunkering down, defending those tweets and stating they're not racist. Well, he is because this president firmly believes that dividing Americans along racial lines and using the immigration issue to do it is what got elected, got him elected the first time and is going to let, get him elected again. Another opinion now from political contributor Steve Roberts at ABC News. And his uh, tweets and taunts and racist tropes about these four women of color to go back where you came from is, is very much part of American history. It's one of the oldest taunts uh, you've, you've ever heard. Go back to, to where you came from. But also it's very much part of the way the president has always approached politics. This is a man who started public life by accusing Barack Obama of being more, born in Kenya. This is a man who, on the day he announced for president, called Mexicans rapists. This is a man who, early in his presidency, advocated keeping all Muslims out, out of the country. There is nothing new about this. He, he's followed this pattern since the day he entered public life. He believes it got him elected president. He believes it's going to get him elected president again. And you've got to use the, the R word, racism, very, very carefully. But there is just no other word to describe uh, his strategy, which is dividing Americans along racial lines. This uh, outburst is getting you know lots of news headlines just about everywhere. But, you know... What is wrong with him going after this position, this strategy position? 
there was nothing wrong with him uh, attacking the positions of these of these women. In fact, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has disagreed with these women in terms of their very liberal ideas. Uh, she has called them out. She was quite critical of them, saying that they are outside the Democratic mainstream when it comes to issues like health care. And, and, and a lot of Democrats very concerned that uh, if the ultra-liberal wing of the Democratic Party is is the face of the party, it's going to be devastating in the next election. There's nothing wrong with criticizing them from that point of view. But what Trump has done is focus on 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 the racial dimensions over and over and over again. This this is not new. This is not different from his whole approach to politics. Over and over and over again. He comes back to racial divisions. This is a man who said that immigrants from African countries were, quote, from S-hole countries. This is a man who said he'd much rather have immigrants from Norway than from Africa. The racial dimension is the one that I think is particularly um, vile and particularly un-American in one sense, but very American in terms of a history of a country that has often re- resorted and, 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 and wallowed in these racist tropes. We've heard it throughout American history. We're hearing it again. I, I also wonder how much you think you know the average voter is actually paying attention to this, or did they tune out all this talk a long time ago? Well, it's 16 months to the election. So if they're tired now, they're going to be really tired. <laughs> you know, um, I think most Americans are not paying a lot of attention. But uh, uh, I, I, I do think this is going to be an important part of the campaign. I think what you saw over the weekend, these tweets of a preview of how the president is determined to run his reelection campaign. And he, I, I, I predict with great deal of confidence that the past is prologue here, that the, he is going to return again and again and again to these racially charged issues when he gets the opportunity. Now, he will say uh, publicly and privately, that's how I won and I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to win again. Part of the problem, and he might be right, but part of the problem is the changing face of America. You have to understand demographics are against, in the long run, the president's strategy. When Ronald Reagan was elected president, the electorate in 1980 was 88% white. In the last election, the electorate was only 70% white, and it's going to drop about two points. It's probably going to be about 68% white in the next election. So if your strategy is to maximize the white vote, and that clearly is Trump's strategy, it might work one more time. But in the long run, it's a losing strategy because of the changing nature of the American electorate. Protests on both sides of the issue planned for Buffalo this weekend. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 